0: The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out ProfessionalCasual.com.
1: Oh, hey, do you know what time it is? It's giveaway time. In preparation for the release of the New Mutants movie later this summer, The Space Between is covering issues 1 through 20 of the New Mutants comic from the 80s, written by Chris Claremont. In celebration of this, we're giving away a New Mutants epic collection, which includes Marvel graphic novel number 4, New Mutants numbers 1 through 12, Uncanny X-Men number 167, Marvel Team-Up Annual number 6, Magic numbers 1 through 4, and material from Marvel Team-Up number 100. This is a massive collection, and it can be yours. That's 20 issues in all. Check out our website, professionalcasual.com slash giveaways for details. There are seven ways to enter. Yeah, seven. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for one entry each, back our Patreon, and submit a review on Apple Podcasts for five entries each, and review the Professional Casual Network on Facebook, or ask a question of our advice show, Professionally Asked, Casually Answered, for three entries each. Remember, you have to go to professionalcasual.com slash giveaways to get started. If you do all that while you're just farting around on your phone, that's a total of 19 total entries you can get to win this sweet comic collection. Get going! The winner will be announced on July 31st. Hello, and welcome to The Space Between. I'm Danny. and joining me today, our author of Lanny, Girl Without Fear, and podcaster, Dan Cole. Hi. I've also got the executive producer of the Professional Casual Network, Tim France. <laughs> and also, we have Twitch gamer, Throwlash Gaming himself, Taylor Hoyt.
2: Oh, that's me. Hi. Uh, sorry. Oh, hi. Yeah. Hello. Yes, hello.
1: <laughs> hi, Special guys. Guest. Welcome. I'm super excited that we're all together here. In this episode, uh, we're tackling issues one through six of Chris Claremont's run of New Mutants that went from 1983 to 1991. Now, there is a graphic novel that kicked off the series. We're not going into that because we didn't read it. Mostly. I did. I mean, Dan read it and then told us we and didn't we have did to not. read it. So I, I read
3: it so you didn't have to. Yeah,
1: which is the whole point of this podcast. We, we all signed so our name on
0: the birthday card, but Right. Well, I, Dan signed her names on the yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> like very clearly. But he like tried with like different pens with different ink to make yeah. it seem like, but it's all the same handwriting.
0: That's how I sign my son's name. I do it left-handed and I do the letters backwards <laughs> from how I normally would, and it comes out perfect.
1: Nice every time. <laughs> every time. I'm <laughs> like, I thought yeah, your I didn't son even was 15. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know there's cake after this, Taylor. What? Yeah, it's fine. The fat guy in me is so happy. We should always be happy about cake. So everything in the graphic novel is reiterated in the first few issues anyway, so we didn't read it. But stay tuned for the end of the podcast where we'll be talking about a giveaway of that graphic novel that we want to do for you because you matter and we love you. In the next few weeks, we'll be covering the series leading up to and in preparation for the New Mutants movie, which is due to release on August 28th. Everyone knows the book is better than the movie anyway, So let us take you through these issues and paint the picture for you. We'll do all the work, and you just have to sit back and enjoy as we regale you with the story of the new mutants. Now, guys, let's get in the mood. Yeah, let's set the stage. Set the tone. Mm. Get some mood lighting going on. The series starts in 1983. So I want to take you back before any of us in this room were born. (laughs) 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 There you are. Maybe you just saw the final episode of MASH with your parents when it aired on February 28th, 1983. Or you've been trying to emulate Michael Jackson's Moonwalk, which he just debuted. I know you saw Return of the Jedi with your friends and requested you read Mix Sweet Dreams Are Made of This at your school dance in the fall. Dan, you want to hit us with some of those tunes?
3: Sweet dreams are made of these. That's all I got.
1: Yep, he was singing that all day. No, long. that was that was enough. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> you can stop now, really. <laughs> Africa by Toto was also wildly popular in 1983, and G.I. Joe introduced the swivel arm battle grip feature, which I know you gentlemen are all familiar with. Am I right? G.I. Joe. (laughs) Get that swivel arm feature. Also, maybe you asked for an Atari 5200 gaming system for your birthday, or you snuck into the theater to catch Christine, the movie about a car killing people based on Stephen King's very popular book. Are you feeling that 80s nostalgia yet? Right. Do we need to get some Aquanet hairspray up in here for all of our quarantine hairstyles?
2: You know, as a kid born in the, in the 90s. Like,
3: <laughs>
1: Shut I, up, Taylor. I,
3: I, I went through all of these.
1: Right? Like, it was just like.
3: There? They just were <laughs> reruns at that point.
1: And it was like retro for you because I definitely remember watching MASH, but like in the late 90s with my family.
0: Oh, yeah. Fair. I I remember having to sit through MASH while I was waiting for The Simpsons to come on Ah, at like five in the afternoon on a Fox affiliate. Oh,
1: man. Those syndicated TV shows. That's the way to make money. (laughs) You know, those actors got seven cents a piece every time those aired. I mean, to be fair, (laughs)
0: $30. And it's on 300 different Fox affiliates at a time every day for 40 years. I just crunched some numbers
2: about inflation and whatever the hell economics means. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's the equivalent to $1.6 million an episode now. Seven yeah, right. cents in 1983 money. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So there, there you go. Some 1983 nostalgia to get us in the mood for when this uh, comic arc starts because boy does it scream early 80s. Oof. Some of the issues. <laughs> yeah. like wow.
2: I have some of these outfits actually. <laughs>
1: I'm just glad high-waisted stuff is back for the moms, and I mean, like the the kids, quote unquote, wear it now, so it's cool. Right. I'm like hell yeah, give me the mom jeans.
0: If if my pants don't go up to my nipples, I'm not comfortable. So right. I'm really happy yeah. they came back. Also, <laughs> <laughs> wait, you guys wear pants?
1: <laughs> I mean, not now, not when we podcast. Right. Yeah, it's just a just a house rule. It's not it's not a big deal. We just have one big sheet
0: we share between the three of us.
1: (laughs) Every now and then we have to do random hand checks. (laughs) Hands up.
0: We have to leave the door open.
2: Lights on. I wasn't shown any of these. Like, I I didn't write or sign a disclaimer or anything. Like, I don't know if I can agree to these terms without a lawyer.
1: You'll learn to like it. (laughs) All Usually
0: right. about after you've recorded your third episode, the Stockholm Syndrome sets in and you just get a lot more comfy <laughs> yep. with it.
1: And anything that comes up that you may have otherwise like fought against, you just say for the network, for the good of the network. <laughs> God,
2: this is sounding like middle school all over.
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah. All right. Let's get into issues one through six of New Mutants. The first issue is called Initiation. And I love the first three or the first few the titles I'll have exclamation points with them, so initiation it's a big deal. It is a big deal. Um, we're introduced to the characters very early on. We've got Sam Guthrie, who's Cannonball, Roberto da Costa, who's a, a nice little Brazilian kid, who's Sunspot. There's Danny Moonstar, beautiful name, truly. Like,
0: yeah, Moonstar, mm. love moons. It's yeah. like a moon, but also a star. Yeah. that's no moon. moon stars.
1: <laughs> that's no actually, moon. that name
0: kind of reminds me
2: of some book that I'm listening to.
1: Oh, oh, like the Danny part.
2: Danny. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> I was I like, was what, like what wait, are you what? To?
1: <laughs> Moonstar. It's this, what?
2: It's this weird network
1: called like professional casual. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. One of those things. My friends told me to do it, so I did it. <laughs> <laughs> so Danny Moonstar is also known as Psyche. There's Rain Sinclair, who's Wolf Spain. Dan, you want to pronounce this one?
3: Sean Coyman.
1: Yeah. There I think go. is how you
3: pronounce it. Yeah, also she, known as
0: karma. Yep,
1: and then there's Stevie Hunter, who is a very normal human, former ballet turned teacher. She's not a mutant. No, no. just to confirm. Okay. She's yeah, I was cherry confused from
3: the Netflix show Glow.
1: He hasn't seen. I it. I got a
3: big blank stare for yeah. that one.
1: You got to watch it. I don't
0: like wrestling. Oh, that's not
1: true. <laughs>
3: The show's hardly about wrestling about. anyway.
0: Oh. What about lady wrestling? But it's the
3: gorgeous ladies of
0: wrestling. Oh, I've got Allison Brie in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll watch it. Yeah, I have no and idea. And Mark what you're Marone. about. Yeah, and, he's great. Or Marin.
1: And uh Annie's boobs.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's no monkey in that show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it opens up, it starts out with Stevie washing Sean's hair. For whatever reason, we have no idea. All the other kids are just standing around watching her. It's the (laughs) weirdest scene, like a weird torture. Like that is the true initiation. Like if you can stand here while I mortify you in front of your peers and then stick around, you get to stay.
2: I I really thought she was giving her a uh, what is that thing called? A, A swirly.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, gotcha. It looked a lot like a swirly. Yeah.
0: I miss the days when you could get just get jumped in, you know what I mean? To to like an X-Men group instead of having to have your hair washed. Right. would rather sit there and take the beating.
2: <laughs> they just size you up and then they're like, all right, here's your uniform. No, now we got to wash your hair in front of no,
1: everybody. Wash your hair. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yep. That's how it goes. <laughs> oh, just
0: wash my hair? That doesn't sound so bad. In front of everyone. Oh, you oh, no. sick
1: fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't make the rules. I just follow the rules. Okay. <laughs> get your head and shoulders and get over here. These these rules
2: were written in the seventies, so I.
3: (laughs) Yeah, because nineteen eighty three was basically still the seventies.
2: Essentially, yeah, yeah. A lot less flowers, a lot more drugs.
1: Mm. Yeah, the druggy druggy flowers, flower drugs. (laughs) 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 So Roberto is quickly characterized as a ladies' man because Rain is really sad that her hair won't grow. She's got like this super masculine looking redhead, she keeps complaining that her hair won't grow with her little Scottish accent. He's like, it's okay, you're pretty no matter what. And I was like, "Oh, that's cute, but why the fuck won't her hair grow?
3: She's like, don't don't, don't talk to me. I'm yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, right? She's like
1: super uncomfortable. And she's like, oh my god, does know. he like me? I'm like, what are you, 12? And she then I'm like, oh shit, it. you are. She's
3: 13, yeah. <laughs> like, you are literally a
1: very <laughs> early teenager. Um, we get lots of character development in the first few pages, finding out where people are from. Um, Claremont does... I don't know if I want to say a good job. He does a thorough job of establishing their accents very early on. So, you know, like Sam Guthrie is some kind of Southern
4: Yeah.
1: Um, rain is Scottish. I mean, like rain Sinclair, it sounds very Scottish. Um, Sean is clearly, she has like French thrown in there so that establishes her as as being Vietnamese. Um, And lots and lots of thought bubbles, which is something that Dan warned me about because I guess it's like a very eighties style
3: it's of, been phased out of comics almost completely.
1: Right. But this was like characteristic of 80s comics.
3: Especially Claremont. But yeah. yeah, it was a lot of thought bubbles. Yeah. He goes the extra mile with his thought bubbles. So they think everything they do.
2: It's incredible. So I'm like, I, I, I'm not a huge comic person. Mm-hmm. Um, and way back in the day when I started to try to read comics. I didn't understand what the different bubbles meant. Oh, so hmm. I didn't. I didn't realize that the hard line bubbles were speech and the wavy ones were thought.
4: Mm, So I had
2: no idea what the fuck was going on. (laughs) so I was like, I'm not not reading comics because this is just dumb. (laughs) Now you know.
1: Why would they say that? Oh, they didn't.
2: (laughs) Right, right. So that I mean, I was like two.
1: Oh well,
0: you were reading comics at two years old. I'm impressed. Yeah, man. Yeah, (laughs) dang. It was like two years ago. Super genius. I mean, he was born in the 90s. He's right. Yeah. It That's was just, true.
1: Yeah. Would like you six months ago or what? You say he was a
0: baby genius, Tim? <laughs> oh, yeah. That movie was so good. Oh, my God. I even had Did to pay the adult one? price to come to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they're all like, you know, hanging out, doing whatever young teens do when you're a mutant, I guess. And then all of a sudden, Danny's powers go wonky and she projects Sean's worst fears or nightmares of what happened to her family in South Vietnam about a year ago. Um, and it's plain in there for everybody to see, which is super embarrassing because what happened to her, Dan? To Sean? Yeah.
3: Well, it's. Claremont doesn't go anything too explicit, but it's kind of hinted at that she was raped by these weird pirates. Yeah. They may have also been mutants.
1: Yeah.
0: And then her mom was raped to death.
1: Yes. Right. It says yeah, they did that to her
3: mom and she died and they did the same thing to Sean, but she did survive. So it's yeah. like, whoa, that's. That's pretty
0: that's, heavy for the first three panels
1: right Right. (laughs) you can't wash that out of your hair you're like oh shit
3: (laughs) (laughs) fuck (laughs) that get you with that one
1: you can't wash that on your hair
2: that's my dad joke for the episode
1: that's great first one i should say so like
2: you buy a comic book for your kid and they start reading it and they're like, "Dad, what does this mean?" and you're like, "Dear Jesus."
0: Well, I think very legitimately a child reading that wouldn't pick up on it at all. They're like, "Oh, there's an ogre dude. He probably beat up the mom and then she died and then they beat up the girl."
2: Right.
3: Right.
0: Right.
2: Like, "Why yeah. is this giant monkey man killing people?"
0: Right.
3: <laughs> "Why do they look like? <laughs> they look like from the, the Pirates of Dark Water." Remember that? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, Oh, yeah.
2: was super sure. cool. I don't know what that is either. Taylor, shut up, Taylor. <laughs>
1: older than you literally (laughs) so all this happens when they're like meeting each other none of them are friends yet so sean obviously gets really mad and threatens to kill danny and this is when we find out that sean can possess people so she like threatens to like if i could i would possess you and cut your own heart out she gets that cool
3: pink halo around her head and it goes around somebody else's head and and their eyes just go
1: white when the pupils it's pretty pretty badass that would be Really cool power.
0: Pretty legitimate response, though, to to literally showcasing uh, mm -hmm. the worst moment of your life Mm -hmm. to a bunch of people that you barely know. You should
3: probably mention Danny's powers a little bit more detail. Yeah, hers are are pretty unique where. So Danny has a psychic power that allows her to make like 3D projections out of people's minds of the thing that they fear most. And she has a psychic link to animals. Kind of yeah. like Aquaman and fish.
0: Right, but more useful and better. Because it's not Aquaman. Whoa. Right, yeah. Whoa.
3: Whoa. Very useful when we get to what Rain's power is. Yeah. Whoa,
0: can we take a step back? No. Yo, Jason Momoa, is, Jason Momoa is cool, but Aquaman sucks fat dick. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> <laughs> fat Wh- whale dick. Fat
0: whale dick. Whoever oh, Jason Momoa was playing was not Aquaman.
1: <laughs> Dang. They
0: called it Aquaman because it was about a guy that was also in water sometimes but Ooh. that was not aquaman because oh aquaman's gosh, a, like, a little bitch
3: i've heard that is one of the better dc movies
0: yeah like it's it's
2: been fun everybody but i got to go
3: <laughs> are you really aquaman
2: people
0: because yeah, i love aquaman we should probably
3: and you haven't seen sea lab 2021 i have not dang all right moving on before your time
1: <laughs> roberto has to slap her to get Sean to snap out of it. Well, that's not what your notes say. That's not my note it says Roberto slaps a bitch to get Sean to snap out of it. <laughs>
0: Roberto's coming out pretty strong. Obviously, ladies, man, already hitting women. I mean, this is this is an 80s Casanova <laughs> from the start. All,
1: and he speaks Spanish. Like right. yeah. Whew. Mm. It's
0: a different
2: time.
1: Yeah. Danny feels awful about what happened. We get kind of a sense that this isn't the first time that she's done that accidentally, because as we all know, if you're familiar at all with X-Men, Marvel, anything like that, the mutant powers start to manifest themselves right around puberty and adolescence. And so you're going through all these hormonal changes. Your body smells. You got hair where you didn't have hair before. And now all of a sudden you can like project people's worst fears and nightmares in front of them for everybody to see.
3: And they Shit. usually manifest the first time during some kind of stressful situation. So it's always bad timing.
0: Right. I always assumed my mutant power would spawn while I was trying to get a boner to go down so I could go up to the math board to write a problem on it. you were going to bring gonna a random boners in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> Same exact thing. I mean, just my mutant power going off all the time. Like,
1: <laughs> Mine would have manifested when I got food poisoning from the <laughs> Reptar chicken nuggets and I pooped my pants in the back of my dad's truck. I mean, oh. talk about stressful. What
0: if that was your mutant power, too? <laughs> Regardless of how much poop you had in your colon, you could always poop your pants.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just love how often you are bringing up that story lately. It's pretty funny.
1: It's therapeutic for me. <laughs> now that it's out there and like our tens of listeners are going to hear about it.
0: Now that it's off her chest and out of her pants right. <laughs> it was only 20 years ago that's all <laughs> you really should have taken that out by now <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm learning so many things about my friends
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we're learning about ourselves Danny goes for a walk around the mansion while things cool down we see roberto is saying that he's gonna follow her we get her backstory do you guys want to talk about that for a minute
0: Slightly. Something right before it. uh, When Roberto and uh, Cannonball are talking about whether they should go after him. The Guthries are one of my favorite families in the Marvel Universe because they're a bunch of rednecks that are all mutants. (laughs) And it's just incredible. They're
3: like the Kentucky Weasleys with mutant powers instead of being wizards. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's exactly it. That's
3: the Kentucky Weasleys. Like half of them have red hair. Well, some have red, some have blonde.
1: We gotta get merch made that just says Guthrie. The Kentucky Kentucky Weasleys. (laughs) Sarah! Make that a shirt. Did
2: they have a picture of like their family home? Is it anything like the borough or...
0: Yeah, except instead of a burrow, it's a double wide, but yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) With one of those inflatable above ground pools. uh,
0: No, it's a plastic one that's on the ground and it keeps
2: his beer cold. (laughs) (laughs) Like dozens of double wides just on top of each other.
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) No, they don't have magic, Taylor.
2: They can't do that.
1: That's what you have duct tape for. Duh. Oh, true. That's muggles magic.
2: It's not not magic, it's Kentucky. Like, come on.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs)
3: So a little bit about Danny's backstory <laughs> where uh we learn she's Cheyenne and she lived in the mountains. And apparently she left like her family home after doing the same thing to her parents that she did to Sean, where but in that case it was like a it like foretold their death.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. like a premonition.
3: So like her powers are all over the place at this point. Yeah. Which is, you know, one thing I love about early X-Men stories that I, you know, that whole development of the powers that we see throughout these first six issues in most of the the students. I, 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 that's one thing I've always liked about X-Men a lot, where, like, she can barely control them at this point. They do all kinds of different things. And then as we go through, she gets better at it. Mm-hmm. She can learns how to control it more.
0: Well, and when you think, too, about, like, the, the standard run-of-the-mill X-Men Practicing their powers, Cyclops, you know, just fucking shoots cans off the fence or whatever. Like, how do you go just go around and practice showing people their worst fears right. and manifesting them in front of them? <laughs> like,
1: or like stifling that? Like, all right, right, here's a severe burn victim. Go over there and ask if they want a birthday cake. Like,
2: <laughs> right. you, you know,
1: don't think about fire. <laughs>
2: could you? Could don't you imagine how good it. her first date's gonna go? Oh God. <laughs> Like, you're already (laughs) nervous, and then, like,
3: the kid shits himself in the back of his dad's
2: truck.
0: Right. Because he ate
3: reptar chicken nuggets. How'd you know? Twice. Oh, wait, no. (laughs) Because of her mutant powers.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, you're a mutant, too? (laughs) (laughs) No, what are you talking about? She finds herself um, in the wing of the mansion where the old X-Men used to live. At this point... I was under the impression that they were dead, but they're not dead.
0: They're off in space somewhere, right? They right. They
3: kind captured of allude by to it in the beginning, and then they give us more information a few issues in. At this point, the X Men have been captured by the alien brood, and Professor Xavier is like going through mourning more or less. Mm-hmm. He, th- he assumes they're all dead because right. they've been gone for like months, um, and that's one reason why he recruited the new mutants because like he needs to do his life's work.
1: Right. I guess I got to
2: replace those guys that I killed.
0: Right. (laughs) If we learn one thing over time, yeah. From (laughs) (laughs) professor X is that he's great at assembling children and then leading them to their death.
1: (laughs) And I'm going to give him a really unique name. Like, the new mutants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> These aren't the old ones I have. Right. Just These so everyone the knows, they're dead. Just no. like the old old X Men, <laughs> who are also dead.
1: No, a new one. Got well, new, new mutants. Ones. This
2: is the memorial to the people that you're replacing
0: <laughs> over here in the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> that was their first mission. All right, go dig some graves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> As she wanders through the wings, she goes into people's bedrooms. She sees a picture of Liliana. Il- Ileana Ileana Rasputin uh what's her magic magic with a K, with a K I was gonna say that yeah. yeah magic magic with a K and she is Colossus' sister right yes yeah
0: she's Itos one of the best ooh, ooh. she's the only reason I was interested in the new mutants at all nice it was because she's one of my favorite characters yeah. we'll talk to, about her during yeah. the series
1: and this is a great easter egg for like two pages from now in the in the comic right. like oh isn't that oh, iliana rasputin oh that's cool and then two pages later there she is um she finds a weird attic garden and then just waters the plants and talks to them which is kind of adorable and dan you know that this is
3: who doesn't talk to their plants well this is storm's room area so mm. she spends a lot of time at the main she takes care of all these plants so i thought it was kind of a cool thing for Danny to go up there and kind of like take over while storm was gone she didn't know it was Storms, but she was like, right. oh, well, these plants haven't been watered in a while. I guess I'll water them all.
1: Yeah.
3: and It takes her like an hour or something. Yeah. Because the attic goes the whole length of the house. Yeah. yeah.
1: So Storm a gets room. a room
0: that's literally the entire mm-hmm. length of the house while everyone else is. She's Storm. She's special. Yeah. She's, I mean- a, she's a goddess. Well, Storm's another one of those ones where it's like, you know, you have a dude that, you know, shoots turkey jerky out of his dick, has his mutant power. <laughs> And he's like, this is a curse. I wish someone could take this away. And then comes Storm is like, no, it's a blessing. Every every mutant is special. They all have great powers. It's like, that's great. You can fucking control the weather. But turkey jerky comes out of my dick.
1: Not (laughs) even lubricated. Right. It It hurts. hurts. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) would sounds so painful. Oh, my God.
0: It is. So it's not a blessing is what we're trying to say. Storm's a dick. Yeah.
1: Yeah, shit, turkey like, jerky. Never mind, never Shooting mind. We're not going to go there. Turkey jerky. Professor X summons them all for a training session in the aptly named Danger Room. And in the rest of the notes, anytime we reference the Danger Room, it Sorry, is in shadow caps. I'm
3: pretty sure it's pronounced
1: Danger Room. Danger Room. <laughs> then in issue one, they cut to London. Two. Moira McTaggart and Ilyana Rasputin. What was? Who? Who? Oh, didn't we just see her picture? But she was in a bikini in that picture. She's not in this. So it's hard to tell that it's the same oh, person.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, and when they're looking in that picture too, they look like uh, Archie. Like the fucking Archie gang is like hanging out at the yep. beach or whatever. And yep. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Jughead and Archie and Veronica were all <laughs> mutants too. I have a great Best time must have killed them as well. <laughs>
2: Dude had a goddamn sandwich and everything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're there to meet with um, the Israeli ambassador. They find out her son is autistic and a mutant. What? And? Uh, And, lay it on us, Tim.
0: Professor X's kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because Moira is like, Charles would be way better. And the Israeli ambassador is like, yeah, but it's his kid. So I'm like bitch go at him for child support
3: (laughs) he's loaded
1: but maybe you with his track record with children maybe you wouldn't want maybe that's exactly why you didn't want
3: no but the thing is he's really good at not letting people know he did it and even if he did on accident he could just be like oh you forgot now yeah Yeah. (laughs) um wow (laughs) he does that sometimes yeah he does straight og
2: Like, I didn't realize Xavier until reading this was such a dick.
1: He really, he
3: really is. is. There are times where, yeah, he is like straight up evil. Yeah. But like he 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 always justifies it by doing it for a good cause. Mm-hmm. That's for the greater good. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Dan, I saw that you noted on the notes here. Um, good on Claremont for bringing up autism in the early 80s. I didn't even think of it. But like that moment when I was reading it, because it's so like. Aware, like we have so much awareness of it now, mm-hmm. it didn't even strike me as like, oh, he's autistic. It's like, all right, he's autistic. Cool. I had the
0: same thought when I was reading that. Yeah, I thought that was so, really neat. But you're right. right like in 1983.
1: 1983, like the diagnoses was probably very low.
3: And like I, I will rag on Claremont quite a bit throughout this and his style and whatnot. But like I really have to give him credit for his breadth of diversity and everything that he did for the X Men. Yeah. Like it wasn't just. Five white kids
1: right that right, was something you know. that you said to me initially too like i mean sam's from kentucky but otherwise we have a very diverse group of teenagers
3: and he okay. did that with other x-men teams too and it's just great yeah. and i love that he was aware of these things at the time and he, even if it's just a little mention the fact that he even used the word autistic right in 1983 in a mm-hmm. mainstream superhero comic is pretty cool
0: yeah yeah yeah, the um, fact
2: that he chose a white Asian person, at, or excuse me, a white wow, well, women, <laughs> woman, Asian person as like
0: the leader of this group.
2: Yeah, totally. It, yeah. It's absolutely insane.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna find out later that the autistic kid is Legion, right? David Heller. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Are you serious?
3: Yeah.
2: That's cool. Sorry. (laughs) X-Men love,
3: especially Claremont and X-Men in general, love the long game for things where he will plant seeds. And then five years later, reading the comic, it'll be like,
0: oh, that's a thing now. That's super cool. Well, just knowing the basic synopsis of the movie, there's mentions in the first few comics, and we'll certainly get to it at certain points, I'm sure. Leading up to the main villain of the movie, who we probably won't see until issue eighteen nineteen twenty right, but there's already those seeds being planted now mm-hmm. in issues one and two, which is like almost two years before it would be in the comics later, yeah, at he, one issue a month,
3: yeah he, he loved that kind of stuff um, which is something I really appreciate that. They kind of got away from in comics in X-Men comics for a long time where it was like they wanted smaller self-contained stories that didn't have these dangling plot threads. But like, I thought that was awesome. I've always liked that idea a lot.
0: I will say just seeing the references to different issues, different comics, different graphic novels throughout where you get that little editor's note in the bottom mm-hmm. that's like, see, X-Men issue 107. And it's like, <laughs> well, f- I don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> so, like, I appreciate now in modern comics, that's pretty limited if. You don't see that. Gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not gone completely. But yeah. Yeah.
3: I think it was also It was a way to say, hey, if you want to know more about it, you can look here. But it was also a way to advertise other things before the Internet. Like, oh, don't forget, we have this other comic this happened in. Go buy that, too. It's probably still in the newsstands. I don't know. Yeah. That's actually something that
2: I wanted to bring up later, but we'll get to that later.
1: Yeah. (coughs) All right. Back in the danger room in the mansion. Professor X goes over the danger room systems and protocols, shows off the gym mode, and Roberto is like, oh, it looks like my gym back in my house. Oh, I
0: hate <laughs> Roberto <laughs> so much.
1: And then Professor X is like, oh, yeah, what about this? And then shows this, like, prehistoric nightmare jungle, and they're like, well, it's sorcery, it's magic. No, it's the danger room.
3: It's a little kind of like magic. Yeah, kind of. Shear technology.
1: Roberto asks if they'll be the new X-Men, and Xavier gets all misty-eyed. No, that chapter of my life is closed. and bleh, I can't legally call you that because...
0: <laughs> because their bodies prophecy. haven't been found yet. We need to wait five years before we can claim them as disappeared.
2: This fox would sue me.
1: Each student goes through just trying to get to the exit at the other end the danger room just looks like you know metallic there's no overt threats in it no one succeeds um cannonball can't stop
3: so it's cool when we start we learn about the rest of the the team's powers we know psyche we know karma but we see cannonball projects himself like a
0: cannonball and he can't be hurt while he's cannonballing. Like,
3: yeah, It's interesting. In the <laughs> in the first few wishes, they constantly say he's nearly invulnerable. Yeah. Because then, like, he'll hit things and he'll be like, ow. <laughs> right. But, like, I don't know if that, like, if that's just, like, a reaction. Like, if you stub your toe or whatever and you're like, ow. And you're like, oh, and you're like, oh wait, that didn't actually no, hurt. No,
1: that shit hurts like a motherfucker. I Maybe mean, not stub
3: your toe. Yeah. But, like, so you run into the doorway on accident as you're walking. You're like, ow. And you're like, wait, that didn't actually hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I love Cannonball's power and super cool.
1: And what I really like about this set of tests is that it shows the limitations of their powers right now so that we can see them grow as the issues continue on. So I like this as like a baseline to see what they can do. So he can't stop. So he flies in one direction, can't stop, smashes into a partition that pops up out of nowhere and then gets sucked up into a fan. <laughs> so <laughs>
3: weird. I do like how Claremont like establishes rules for each of their powers at this point. Like, yeah. you can do this, but not that. Right. Right.
1: Um, Rain becomes Wolfsbane, so she turns into a wolf. Oh, Yeah, which is pretty cool. But uh, so
3: this she- is where Danny's other part of her power super comes in handy, because now she can talk psychic tel- telepathically with Wolfsbane when she's in wolf form. Which is super cool. Or her hybrid half-wolf
1: form. Right. Um, but, you know, Spain is taken out by a slippery trapdoor. <coughs> she can't get purchased because she's a wolf. Listen, happens so, to the best of us. Right? Slippery trap doors. <laughs> Roberto turns into Sunspot. So he's got like solar power strength. He gets all like blacked out or whatever. Can he fly?
3: No. No. He just gets super strong. Okay. And he, they mentioned a few times that he gets more durable. But about, make sure to point out he is not invulnerable. In this form.
1: Right. And he gets more powered by sunlight.
3: Yeah. He's, during, he's super solar powered like yeah. Cyclops.
1: Yeah. Um, and
3: but I love the way he looks. It's, it's super cool. It is
1: really yeah, like the is. character design when he transforms is really interesting. I like it a lot. But he. He almost turns into an
0: unlocked character. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he has to fight a robot and he's like, whatever, I'm just going to punch it. So he does. And then he gets stuck to it
3: i'm just gonna punch I'm it i'm just gonna
1: punch it so <laughs> sticky robot um and then when karma goes through cannonball sunspot and wolf spain all quote unquote attack her so she possesses cannonball to have him take sunspot out and then wolf spain knocks her down and then starts licking her face yeah which is super weird like hey, i just met you let's make out <laughs> but only if you're in dog form but only
0: but only that spaghetti sauce in the corner of your mouth
1: <laughs> <laughs> so then danny uh as psyche she runs away before she can do it she's too scared she's too nervous ah, that was so frustrating i know it's like just fucking do it everybody else did they're fine rain, yeah why are you so scared but she, well but we find out i'm gonna kind of get you yeah. so rain finds her on the mansion grounds and it's like hey what happened back there? Hey girl. Um, Danny thinks everyone hates her, she hates her powers, and we find out more of her backstory, uh, like those the premonitions of her parents' death and then of her grandfather's death. Um
3: Yes, yeah, she's seen some shit.
1: Yeah, that really sucks. And it's it it's an interesting um pairing that Claremont made here with having Rain go and find her because Rain loves her powers and she's like, if I could just stay in wolf form all the yeah. time, I would. Like it's the tits. And Danny's like, My powers suck.
3: You Almost as bad as jerky
1: heb- coming out of her
3: dick. <laughs> <laughs> imagine how heavy that is that not only does she show these people their greatest fears, but she sees everybody else's greatest fears. Yeah. That's got to fuck you That's up. That's kind of actually really fuck. super powerful.
1: And again, to be a teenager doing that, like, ah, where you're so unsure of yourself and then mm-hmm. you're faced with everybody else's fears. And how do you how do you digest that?
3: Right. And then this is where Claremont is like. I don't know if it would be any different. He wrote these things today, but like I I feel like it's like on the edge of greatness Mm -hmm. in a way. But he just is so heavy handed with things. And then they, you know, the thought bubbles explaining everything. Everything. And it's like, just leave (laughs) a little bit to the reader to figure out. But that I I can't fault him too much for the the time he was writing in. Right.
1: Yeah.
2: But I like it because I'm really super dense. Mm I like it when (laughs) people put thoughts into my head. It's great. just
1: want it spelled out. (laughs)
2: Are you saying that you're thick? I'm thick. (laughs) I might be like a a Q at this point. Like, we've gone past C.
1: That's a thick ass boy! Damn! (laughs) (laughs) So, everyone's going to the mall because it's the 80s. Let's go. Danny decides to stay back. There's a series of very funny panels where Rain jumps into the car as Wolfsbane. And then and then
0: Roberto like, Roberto's just a fucking creep again.
1: <laughs> and then she's like, What? Because her ass is like in his face and he's like, Hey, this won't be so bad when you're a little bit older. And she's like, What? I'm like
3: Meanwhile, he's a year older than she is. I'm pretty sure he's only 14.
1: Right, <gasps> but it's yeah. still like, oh my god. <laughs> when we're god. older, maybe. Right. So they're being followed by federal looking agents and there's some mission going on, but needs to be kept on the DL. Dan, you know more about this.
3: Which we'll see pretty quickly in the stories that these are guys from Project Wide Awake.
1: Yeah, and we'll learn more about that in issue two. That sounds like a stay away camp. Yeah, right. We're going to Camp Wide Awake. (laughs) Camp Wide Awake. Come on, children. So Danny musters up her courage. She tries out the danger room. She's like, I can do this. She just doesn't. She's got performance anxiety, you know. She doesn't want to do it in front of other people the first time. And she actually kind of succeeds. She's so used she to- She kind of kills like, it. Yeah, she's so used to running through the forest and yada yada, whatever she was doing. So she almost does it. She kind of gets to the exit and then she gets zapped. There's a hand shown in panel oh, zap-y, zap-y. Uh, adjusting things in the control room. And then Danny is back in the prehistoric nightmare that Professor X showed to them earlier in the day. What? And that's the end of issue one. Which brings us to issue two, which is called Sentinels, again, with exclamation points. Like, wait, what? Yeah.
3: We go from weird (laughs) monster in the danger room to Sentinels. Right.
1: So she's trying to escape the prehistoric nightmare, trying to run from monsters. Her powers can't really do anything there because she can't project their fears because they're not human. Um, She tries to use her logic and reason. Like, all right, if I'm at this point in the danger room, then that cliff wall must be the wall. So, again, huge thought bubbles. Like, if I just climb a little bit higher to get out of this monster's reach, like, no fuck. Yeah, go. <laughs> Quit thinking about it and just do it, girl. Anyway, uh, so she gets thrown off a cliff by a giant moth bug monster thing. And then, switched oh, no! To- oh, no, I'll survive this. even if, if not, ancestors welcome me.
0: Well, that's pretty much her getting to where Professor X would be. Right. And it's a brood.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that thing was a brood.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. As if she's trying to figure out where the wall is and where the... Right. I just thought that was
1: obvious foreshadowing. Yeah. Right. Ooh, foreshadowing. Like like not one or two or or three.
4: Before (laughs) foreshadows.
1: So she falls... Cut to the other teens are at the mall. And again, to superdate this, they just saw ET, which isn't it like rain is crying because she didn't realize it was a puppet yeah. or something like, <laughs> yeah. cause she's very, um, sheltered. Yeah. Her upbringing. I like the word sheltered. cloistered. Cloistered. Cause, cause it's like God she was you.
3: sheltered and like religiously indoctrinated.
0: Right. Oh, is that in the comics at all? I mean, they, they talk about it.
1: I when? think the word cloister was in there. Oh, gotcha. Yeah.
2: Is one of my favorite Pokemons too. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gotta catch them all. And they start chatting up this other group of teens at an ice cream place that's out of vanilla. Like, what the fuck? There's a
3: sign. Well, those, saw those other teens, yeah. Yeah.
0: Those <laughs> other teens come in hard too. They're like, you don't go to our school. Right. You must be from the rich kids school.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> we're like, yeah, we
0: are. Whatever. Yeah. When right? Roberta was like, Yeah, we're Professor X's students. Like, I expected some immediate mutant hate. And now, uh-huh. like, oh, look at these preppies. Right. Like,
1: with your boat shoes. <laughs> yeah. I
0: bet you actually have a Cash boat. me to Afghan's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting this scene where all of this goes down at the mall and like how this compares to malls of today where I don't know. I mean, the malls around us we're not really a hip happening place. But I don't know if any mall is like, let's go hang out at the mall, guys. Do do kids do that anymore? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I didn't realize malls were time. still a thing, to
0: be honest.
1: Yeah. You guys I don't mean, go to malls? No. Let's go to oh. the Where
0: malls. do you get your records?
1: <laughs> From the internets. Oh. So the kids are still being surveilled by the feds. Lots of monitors in this room. Sebastian Shaw is in there, which I <sighs> have a very... Um, lacks background in X-Men stuff and I knew immediately that it was Sebastian Shaw nobody else has like mutton chops yeah. and ruffled shirts like that man right. does so clearly Sebastian Shaw he's in the mix we get an idea that most of the program they're hinting at is out of fear of what might happen with the mutants like in case they get too strong or in case they get too powerful which I feel like is very um what's, shit, what's the word farts it's very farts very United States government. Soups, U.S. government. It's very um trademark for like mutant stuff with Sentinels. It's all the the threat of what if. There's no concern of like, well, maybe we could all just get along. It's no what if mutants get super strong and try to. take What us if over? the Russians
0: have mutants? Right. What if China has mutants? They could take over our whole country. <laughs> we spend <laughs> Life all this time and
1: money on it. nukes. <laughs> So again, very trademark of Marvel and X-Men and what they do with mutants and the fear of mutants. The feds have sentinels like right there, like wherever it is that they're surveilling these kids. The I sentinels to to are right there. It's crazy. Again, There's
3: always sentinels right there. There's sentinels. They're watching.
1: Yeah. They reiterate that tailing the kids needs to be on the down low. Shaw, again, thought bubble. So, yeah, we know what he's thinking. But he wants the mutants to be paranoid. So that when he offers them assistance from a fellow mutant, they'll trust him, which is diabolical and super smart. And I love it. Yeah. You know, you can trust me. I'm it's worthy.
0: 80s diabolical. It's not really all that. Diabolical. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But
1: yeah. 80s mindfuck diabolical. Stevie tries to call the mansion, but gets no answer. She gets dragged into a broom closet by Michael Rossi, who used to work with Carol Danvers. And I put that in quotes. This
0: Carol Danvers? No, work, work
1: with. <laughs> <laughs> work with. Oh, yeah. They, they yeah. yeah, they used to be. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: to be fucking. <laughs> he's supposed to be dead, but he's clearly not. And he warns her that they're all in danger. So thank you, Michael Rossi. It's like, well, yeah, we're mutants. We're always in danger. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, she's not, though. Thanks, she's Captain just, Obvious. She's just a dance teacher. She says like eight times, I'm just a human ballet teacher with a bad knee.
0: I teach humans how to dance.
1: (laughs) How to do the dancing with their bodies. I am not robot. (laughs) The kids are just having fun being kids and talking with these high school, other high schoolers, human high schoolers. They invite them to their like spring fling or whatever. It's all very cute. The feds come in and ask the new mutants to go with them. The teens are like, yeah, okay, we're going to do that. Michael and Stevie pop out of the parking garage to stop the kids from being taken. They fight at the mall. The kids kick some ass, but then Sentinels. Sentinels. Sentinels.
3: I just love this dude, this Rossi dude has a gun, like a pistol, and the yeah. Sentinels are like, he's the biggest threat. Like, what was that <laughs> gun that the Sentinels were so scared of? <laughs> He shoots them like three times and doesn't seem to do anything. And they're like, he's the biggest threat. And then they're he like, oh a... shit, this one can fly and stuff. He's yeah. the biggest threat.
0: So Sentinels are assessing the situation. There's a bunch of teenagers scared. And then a dude with a gun currently shooting at right. them. He's obviously <laughs> But like the if biggest it's just threat. a pistol. If this threat.
3: is like a nine millimeter pistol, it's not gonna do anything to a robot that size. Uh, this is an
0: 80s comic I band. know it's like they're all laser stun gun. guns. Yeah. <laughs> but like
1: we don't shoot to kill. We man, shoot. To that must sun. have been a hell of a pistol. <laughs> one hill of a pistol so Michael tries to hold it off so they can escape Cannonball flies one out of the parking structure like literally flies it out like gets underneath it and just carries it out of the parking structure I like how
0: Rossi too was like well they're never alone they travel in pairs Yeah, and they're like no there's only one Cannonball flies (laughs) it out and there's immediately two more that are just like
1: (laughs) you mean this adult with experience actually knows things (laughs) damn
3: teenagers (laughs)
1: Roberto crashes one into the mall and then rips its head off. Yeah, good one, Sunspot. Like, damn, but like, damn. Um, and that's when damn. we find out that he's solar powered because he's like, I'm real tired. I got to get in the sun, oh, which I'm is now, guys. literally me. Yeah. I'm so tired. I need, <laughs> I need some sunshine. So the Sentinel that Cannonball is like lifting out of the parking structure It turns him into an ice pop with what's known as the Frigie Beam. Frigie Beam.
0: Is that really what it sounds? Yeah, the Frigie Beam. Utilize the
1: Frigie Beam. TM.
2: TM. TM. Copyright.
1: (laughs) So now he's a cannon sickle. So then, (laughs) I love this part where it really shows their emergent teamwork. Where so Sean possesses Cannonball, and sends him to fly like up into the sky, with the Sentinel attached to him, and then. Like the sentinel breaks down or whatever and like can't hang on. So that like kills a sentinel and then Sam is revived or whatever. And then, you know, it all works out. He crashes back to the mall and he pulverizes the sentinel.
0: Boom With a sentinel.
1: Yeah. I don't know how I would feel about being possessed by somebody though. So the authorities show up, obviously the mutants are gone. The fed-looking dudes didn't escape, and Sean is possessing the leader to make him confess, which is, again, genius. Like, that's badass. Like, yes, my name is Bob Barker, and I live at 7244.
0: I do like as they're, like, driving away. Like, she's doing it the entire time. Just... I don't know. There's something about like, <laughs> yeah. drive-by possessing people, right? making
1: them confess. <laughs> and like- then they leave and the guy's like, wait, what? And they're like, we just told you you were under arrest. And he's like, what? So then he looks like an even bigger asshole, because yeah. like, we just told you all, you confessed to everything. Yeah, what an asshole. That wouldn't hold up in court. It's fine. They get back to the mansion and they find Danny passed out in the empty danger room. What happened? Oh Oh my about god. That. And then Professor X has an alien growing inside of him. No big deal. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's a it's a brood. It's just a brood. The brood. It's a brood
3: queen. Yeah, brood. You know, worse. Yeah,
1: yeah. The only so, thing worse
3: than a brood queen, One of them, is a brood king. Oh,
1: that's super sexist.
3: It wasn't I mean, until like forty years later,
1: thirty <laughs> years later. I was
3: like, right. I, I never even heard that there was a brood king as far new. as I was. Like brand brand, <laughs> brand new. new. Yeah.
1: Well, that's when see guys at all. Full circle. Right? Yeah. 35 years <laughs> They're later. They're
3: back in 2020.
1: Back again. Brood. we so had that
3: little brood kid for a while, though, right? Brew. Brew. Is his name.
1: Oh, that's He's very funny.
3: heavily in, in that story. You would love it.
1: That's really cute, actually, Brew.
3: He's actually really cute. He wears a suit all the time, and he has little glasses.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. They call, I mean- him,
3: they call him Brew because he's looking for the D. <laughs> oh.
1: oh. he He's
3: a mutant brood, so he's part of the the school and uh-huh. like he has an arm he has arms and legs instead of like the weird brood tentacle things oh yeah and he's like the size of a hobbit
1: and he wears little glasses. glasses that's so cute he oh, looks God. like a
0: gremlin so i hate him
1: oh no, hello
0: <laughs> <I love> brew <laughs> no. he's so it's kind of dumb but it's still great
1: yeah so that takes us to issue three which is nightmare no exclamation point danny wakes up to a storm she sees the monster that attacked her in the danger room in her window But when she goes to check, it's gone. Thinks it might be her imagination, similar to her powers. The monster bursts into her window, attacks her. She runs through the mansion trying to wake the others, but they're all dead. Roberto was shot by a Susie Talks-A-Lot doll. I don't know what that was. (laughs) It was, she looks like a Susie Talks-A-Lot. I
0: think my assumption is that um, he's a dickhead. So that most likely means his dad's a dickhead Mm. and most likely in some type of mafia. So that's her you know okay being like that
3: oh. i gotta i'm checking through the issue right now i'm pretty sure that is the girl that died right after his powers manifested the first time it was oh, like dang. his first serious girlfriend
4: oh,
0: oh gotcha we have right. no context to that because we were told right. not to read <laughs> the background material
1: it's fine we're all learning together <laughs> right. we're learning sean shows that she's in torn up clothes so i'm assuming that that's a connection back to the assumed rape that happened Sam is crushed under some rocks. Rain is burned at the stake, which I think, again, goes back to her like super religious upbringing.
3: It's all their worst fears. Yeah.
1: Um, And the monster reveals that they were all, quote, slain by their most primal fear or most anguished memory. Anguished
3: memory. So, yeah, that was uh, the the girl that was with Roberto Mm -hmm. when she got shot. Shit. Yeah,
1: that sucks. Brutal. So, in this, there's so much thought bubble narration for the whole scene again. And I know that it's just typical of this style in this time, but it's really frustrating like half the time I would be like reading and I would just like throw my head back and like, yeah, argh, you
0: just, did that a lot.
1: Get through the fucking <laughs> uh. bubbles.
0: <laughs> so, I would just zone fine. out sometimes yep. while reading all the fucking shit about them re-explaining how a power worked or mm-hmm. something. Every Constantly. issue. Yeah. Right. They like wrote... issue
1: six, re-explaining how like psyche's powers work. Like, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah.
3: And I think that was an editorial thing where like, that was something that Claremont had to do. Mm mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense so you could just pick up a comic and know what was going right, on right essentially. if any because they assumed every comic was somebody's first issue of that because they just happened to pick it up off the newsstand so they had the i don't know man. editorial decision at that some they did point that. you
2: got to be lost in the woods you gotta you gotta remember as well that these were sent out like what once every uh, like twice a month or once a month you know so you read right, like one a issue a month ago that's true
1: know? That is really true. Yeah. Cause to read them, like I read the six within like three days, but yeah, to have like a month between, that's a good point, Taylor.
3: And right. a lot of people, so, sorry, go Taylor.
2: So I, I had the same issue uh, with a lot of shows that I used to binge watch on Netflix when I had time before kids mm. um, <laughs> where it would go over like a uh, full metal alchemist, um, which is a great show, but every single episode, it sh- tells you how alchemy works. And it drove Ugh. me nuts and I stopped watching it for a
0: long time.
1: Yeah. Yep. That sucks. In this age of binging. Yeah. We forget about that.
0: Well, I find it both ways, too. I'll binge something and if I stop halfway through the season and I don't get back to it for a few weeks, I have no idea what the mm-hmm. fuck's going on or where I <laughs> yep. left off or why anything's <laughs> yep. important. Yeah. Less time on yeah. Dragon Ball.
1: <laughs> so she's like running through the mansion. She pulls so the monster becomes a bear because she like pulls its mask off like scooby-doo style and it's the bear (laughs) which is from like her parents dying and stuff uh yeah it's the bear um, that killed their parents
3: big foreshadowing there yeah yeah
1: Yeah. dang
3: they even refer to it as the demon bear
1: yeah yeah and then she wakes up And it was all a dream. And it wasn't even really raining outside. Yeah. Right. Where's the storm? It's
0: because she had to pee. That's why it was (laughs) raining in her dream.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) Or when you have a dream and you're like trying to find a clean bathroom, but it's all like a toilet, like just a toilet in the middle of the subway in New York City. And you're like, I'm not going to go there.
2: Right, mine is mine is like houses that just don't have bathrooms in
0: them at all. Oh
1: oh no, that's truly a (laughs) nightmare. Because you have to
0: pee every thirty seconds. (laughs) Mine are normally I have to pee and I'm going right to the bathroom and then I then I start peeing, but I'm still in the dream, and then like I wake up and I'm like, oh, 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 that was close.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The amount of beds that we've gone through. No.
1: Everyone comes and checks on her because she's freaking out. They take her temperature and her pulse, which I think is really funny. Like, let's take your temperature. I'm like, what the fuck is that Roberta's just
0: trying to, you know, <laughs> she's use that rectal thermometer. <laughs>
1: um, they all assure her that she's fine, but she thinks she's losing her mind. The knife that she had under her bed, at one point she thought that she stabbed the creature with it. When she goes back to her room, she sees that it actually does have blood on it. What? What what? So she's like, I did actually injure it. I have to go show them so that they believe me. So she goes to show it to Professor X. She eavesdrops on a conversation um of him and Moira. He thinks that danny is mentally unwell. Moira gets all pissed at him and she's like, Did you even do a direct mind scan? And he's like, No. And she's like, Well then fucking call me back when you do that. And then she right. hangs up on him. A little more is like,
3: shut the fuck up, Charles. Just do your job.
1: Right. And it's like, you're literally the strongest telepath in the world. Just do a fucking brain scan to see if she's okay. So like
0: my ugh. my assumption here was that the brood was controlling him. Oh, yeah, trying totally. Trying to get Danny out of the house because the brood just got stabbed.
1: Right, yeah. yeah like, yes. right. She's
2: super strong.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah no, I completely agree. I yeah. do
0: like how one of the thought bubbles explains how she can hear him through the door because um, he was like yelling around speakerphone or whatever. Yeah, she's so right? like, otherwise I wouldn't be able to hear him through this door. <laughs> this i
3: is is like that, that is so trapping. unnecessary. Thanks,
1: Chris. <laughs>
0: i'm glad you could explain
3: that how she hears through a door to us right
1: thank god because if that's too complex for you then the mutant gene is gonna be way over here
0: they're like levi's right like they buy specific pants
2: or
3: it is kind of nice to think that because of the the brood thing growing in him that it's not all Xavier just being a dick. Like it's partly yeah. this alien, right, doing it through
2: him. Mm,
1: but then it's like but
3: also, also he's a dick. As right. I said, partly, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> so that super seems unlike him. So I said in the note, maybe it's the brood baby that he has growing inside. Baby. Um. So Moira is snuggling up with Banshee, and oh, um Yeah. yeah. And they and, talk about, like, kids I and I mean, whatever. until she says
0: she doesn't want kids, and then he just fucks off. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you know, men uh, in the 80s, only yeah. concerned about starting yeah. families.
1: Settling down, <laughs> providing that security and stability for their partners. Oh, have the, the,
0: the cables, cables their Irish have br- turned <laughs> over the years. <laughs> With their Irish Spring <laughs> Soap commercial, wooly sweaters, and <laughs> Jean Cousteau hats. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We get some of uh, Jacques
0: <laughs> Gustave. yeah, that one.
1: <laughs> we get some of Moira's past. She had an evil kid with ah, Proteus, yeah, with uh, Charles. So yada yada, but I think it's right, around. it was with Charles.
0: It was no. with no. Mister Metaggart right? Kevin, <laughs> yeah,
1: Kevin Kevin. right? Um, oh, that was
3: Proteus' name. It doesn't matter. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't matter.
1: His name was Carl <laughs> with <laughs> a C.
0: Metagert. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> um and you know she's like well what if that and she's like yeah but we would have a kid out of love and that was a kid out of like hate so it would be different and she's like meh okay that's cool so moving on <laughs> it was such a weird scene and then it's like not revisited again in the first six issues
0: yeah she jammed like, up that okay. clam up yeah. like quick <laughs> she's like cloister just uh, yeah like, <laughs> down
1: there. he was too slow bro so back in the States, Danny opens up to Sean after swimming. Um, naked. Thinks, yeah. Seemed like. Soup's naked. Yeah, soup's. Which I mean.
3: Yeah, she's a lot like Storm.
1: Good for you, girl. Who cares? Storm is naked, naked all the
3: time in oh, the she? early comics. Like, I just want to say,
1: if I had an 80s superhero female body, yeah, I'd be fucking naked all the time. Are you kidding me? God, and you could just set your drinks on those titties because <laughs>
3: I do have to mention that I I did appreciate that the the artists that we change artists after this issue, they actually try to draw them like teenagers, like younger people, and they're not like you know what's her name, Power Girl.
0: Oh yeah,
1: (laughs) from Uh, DC. uh,
3: uh, 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 That's just or like Tifa from Final Fantasy Seven. Like yeah, right. They're not falling over because their boobs are so big. Right. (laughs) Like they actually look realistic. They look like people.
1: Yeah, and that I is gotta appreciated. Go look up
3: some. I gotta look up some Power Girl
1: cosplay. Nope. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> um Danny shares that she thinks her life is in danger and that Professor and that Professor X is behind it, back in the danger room. Danger room. Cannonball is practicing. They're trying out um different drills to get stats on their powers like speed and et cetera. Cannonball blacks out while he's shaving afterwards and then he gets a message on the bathroom mirror to meet us in the boathouse and he thinks that Sean possessed him which that's where I'm like can't just be possessing he was probably Nike did she look at his dangling?
0: <laughs> probably right. she probably shaved it for him
1: <laughs> his Kentucky well, didn't Fried he did have cell
3: phones it was 1983 yeah. how else he supposed All to get right. him a his
1: Kentucky Fried Chicken Nugget
3: <laughs> no that she... would be Cannonball
1: yeah yeah
2: that's who she yep. controlled Danny, he, she, he's like 15.
3: Oh, I, I know. don't know. It says Cannonball right in the notes I'm I staring know. at, and I thought it was Sunspot for some I know reason. I am talking
2: about. God, did you. you read the comic? Right?
1: <laughs> Jesus, Dan. I don't read. So Cannonball shows up. All the new mutants are at the boathouse. Danny tells the story of what's happening. She's convinced someone wants her gone. Cannonball doesn't buy it. He goes to leave the boathouse in a huff, and then boom, they're on a different planet yeah i was Campus like the what the
4: fuck is I happening i was like this?
1: i wanted to throw it down and be like god damn it dan like i don't know why i wanted to blame you but i didn't write I, it because I, you're like the comic guy well because
3: i was reading i was like what the fuck is happening i was like okay <laughs> yeah. this is starting to get good the first couple of issues i was like ah, i yeah. don't know we <laughs> like, i know this went for a long time so it's got to get good at some point yeah. this is kind of rough
1: it's but truly this a labor cool. a labor of love for the podcast <laughs> I, I, I gotta be like, honest with you like yeah
2: I'm so glad I wasn't the only one who was completely fucking lost.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, not at all. At this part. Yeah, it was crazy. So they talk about these underground tunnels that like it's like a honeycomb underneath the mansion or whatever. So they go through some tunnels to get back. And the closer that they get to the mansion, the worse the tunnels get. Like they start out looking very like techie, but the closer that they get, the more like. Um, biological, extra, yeah, biological or like extraterrestrial. They start like to look. like they're
0: walking through a brood ovipositor.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they meet the monster that Danny attacked previously. The new mutants spring into action. Cannibal blasts into the thing, but when the smoke clears, it's gone. <gasps> it's like, dang. Oh.
0: And there is a mention too that he has no concern for collateral damage to the others. Yeah. Like he burns them up a little bit. Hmm. Ooh, cannonball? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he's got one mode. He's gonna blast forward. Cannonball's right. <laughs> got kidding. two speeds, fast and whoa. What was that? <laughs>
1: he, he just goes in and he just starts blasting. He's like <laughs>
3: Danny. <Diffino.
0: laughs>
3: so anyway, started blasting.
1: <laughs> they're ambushed. Fuck. Ambushed. They're, they're, they're ambushed. They're ambushed in the tunnel. The monster takes Danny. Plans on turning them all into brood things. Uh, The monster has been using Danny as a puppet and combining their powers so she can project real stuff. Cool. Weird, though. Right. So I
3: like how he explains it pretty quickly. Like, what is happening? Oh, and the thing's putting their two powers together.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, it kind of alludes to that this is something that she'll be absolutely be able to do. She's just not there yet. Yeah. Right. She'll be able to make real manifestations.
1: Yeah. And to see that power. It's really cool. Really, really cool. The new mutants find Danny and the monster and they attack. Danny tells Shan to possess her so the monster can't use her powers anymore, but the brood uses their link to take over Shan instead, just like now you've got the possession chick instead. Dang. Dang. Cannonball knocks Danny out. It all gets sorted out. You know, a nice little package. Um, Danny still suspects Xavier has something to do with it, and apparently the X-Men are coming home. The ones that were lost. Yeah, Yeah, they see a shooting star,
0: and apparently it's the X-Men and the ship just flying Mm -hmm. back, hanging out. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, they're okay yeah cool
3: yeah yeah that so one kind of wraps up real quick all of a sudden and then it's like oh they did the thing
2: Yeah. Cool. so down at the bottom of this episode it says see x-men like 165 or whatever mm-hmm. and then you know i went to the next issue <laughs> and there was no explanation of what fucking uh-huh. happened yep yeah and i was immediately upset
3: <laughs> <laughs> you had to go to x-men 165 to see the resolution there Which I totally get the frustration. That's kind of like, oh, what? Yeah. I mean, now it's easy with Marvel Limited. You could just find that and read it and not have to go buy one.
2: You know, back in the 80s, this one isn't doing well. Let's put it in the mainstream comic book that's on episode 160 friggin' five. You know, people are like, like, who are these kids? Like, it's only been three issues. I can read that.
1: Yeah, I can get caught up. No problem.
0: Well, and at the same time, you have the X-Men like are dead. So they're obviously trying to push something new, taking the X-Men out for a little bit to have them sweep in. But, you know, not the X-Men.
3: Yeah, I don't think the X-Men
0: comic actually stopped at that point. It did.
3: It was just in space.
0: No, it was it was in space. It wasn't here. People (laughs) could read it. In space. In
1: space. So issue four is called Who's Scaring Stevie? And it's not about anything that had been happening previously in the first three issues.
3: (laughs) It does jump a little bit, yeah. It's
1: like totally just like a, oh, we had to scramble really quick. So Stevie's got a stalker and they're going to solve the mystery. Someone's
0: calling and saying really mean things. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Um, I did like this one, though, because it does, again, show more like evolution of their powers and being able to like work as a team um, and that sort of thing.
3: Right. So part of my, for, I had the job of, I was, i reading bringing ahead to decide where we're, what issues we're covering in each episode. I almost said, let's just not even read this issue because mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with anything else until like the climax where we see some development with powers and things like mm-hmm.
1: that. Yeah.
3: Um, I do want to mention here that at this point, the series artist changes from, Rob McLeod to sound Bush, Bushima,
0: cool. Steve Bushima, God bless you. With
3: the weird eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, if you if you don't have an eye for it, you might not even notice a change that they're so similar. Yeah, yeah I, I did. Didn't. I didn't
1: notice a change. Um, did
3: not. I? I did. I noticed. I looked at the credits each issue just because I was like, I didn't think this guy did it for very long. The the McLeod guy. Um, but there, there's slight differences in the way he draws the characters and the backgrounds and things, but it's. The eighties, pretty much everybody had the same style anyway. Yeah, there was like a way to draw comics, and most people did that.
1: Cool. Um, like Taylor said in this issue, like Professor X assembles them, talks about how you know I I was possessed by a brood, but I'm not anymore. And then we get that footnote of like, oh yeah, this was taken care of in that issue. And I was like, what the (laughs) seriously? Like, I thought that was like a huge deal, and so for it to be taken care of in another book, I was like, all right. Kind of let down. It's cool.
0: I do like the fact that in his thought bubbles, it was like, well, the brood was controlling me when I assembled you all, obviously, right. so that the brood could use you as hosts. But let's keep you together because I think that's a pretty good idea, too. Yep. yep. <laughs> I loved that.
3: You seem so all right.
1: Yeah. It's all good. Brood's I up. hated how Danny was such a bitch to him, though. Yes. <laughs> like, I get, I get it as much as I can because she, like, thought that he was trying to kill her. But, like... I, I definitely thought there was a significant time lapse because the yeah. beginning of this issue, it's winter time and they're like playing in the snow. Right. So I assume it had been quite a while and she's still like. Well, Storm's nah, back so
0: she can ruin everyone's time with snow or right. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Professor X had been kind of nasty to her and he wanted to go <laughs> golfing. So Storm was like, fuck you, snow. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I
2: think and I don't know, I didn't read the other comic, the X-Men side of this but I I'm assuming that professor X tried to kill Danny because I think she referenced that at some point.
0: Yeah. So I think she's referencing professor X making the danger room go all like hardcore on her. Oh, because okay. right, that
3: was definitely him. Yeah. But it was him possessed by the brood. Right.
2: Okay. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Um, um, and back to what you were saying, Danny, the, uh, I completely agree. Her going from too scared to like go in the danger room at all to right. I hope he says no because I'm gonna do it anyway and right. I wanna be a rebel. was like fuck you. Honestly, like, <laughs> calm
3: down. But she's a teenager, she doesn't make sense. Right. I so mean,
0: that yeah. that part I well and <laughs> then Professor X says yes anyway. So obviously, you know, he's like, Well, right. I'm not gonna say no because she's yeah. gonna be a bitch about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um
0: Which is really Professor X's greatest superpower, is being able to precog passive aggressiveness Mm. so that he won't even give him the chance.
1: Yeah. It's the ultimate dad move. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He's so jealous. Um, Xavier is with the Shi'ar Empress, Lalandra. And they talk about what to do about Danny. And he's like, well, there was a time when I probably would have just like stomped the rebellion out of her but i wanted to come from a place of respect and i'm like oh my god
3: you could just switch that thing in her brain she just wouldn't do it anymore if he yeah, wanted to
1: yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm not gonna do that
0: how, so how nice of him
1: what a to guy. allow
0: her to develop as a human being
1: to make that choice <laughs> um so at some point the new mutants learn about the phone calls happening at stevie's apartment so they install a phone tap they check the caller to a phone booth well spain uses her smelly sense whatever and it takes them to the high school where the spring mixer is going on what so they find out the creepy caller is this dude named peter who works at stevie's dance studio and it's like why would he like call and leave her like weird messages that's
0: He seemed so nice earlier.
1: Right? He came early to set up the dance studio. So he takes off in his dad's Corvette and Cannonball chases after and Cannonball realizes there's a mom and a kid crossing the road and Peter's not paying attention. So he's going to like smash right into them. So Cannonball like shoots ahead to save them, which is great, but can't fucking control his powers. So at this point,
3: (sighs) (laughs) he freaks out.
1: (laughs) Um, Professor X like beeps in or whatever however that works mind in call what do yeah. they
0: refer to it as Is like a, mind a, call? Um,
1: a mind call or yeah yeah something mind like call that sounds right or mind link or something something like that you have a mind link message from <laughs> professor xavier well i love
0: the way that they mention it too they're like i keep trying to mind call him and he's not picking up right like,
1: <laughs> did you try his beeper <laughs> just
0: think louder
1: <laughs> did you try brain his other beepers beeper? <laughs> brain beepers beep beep um So he tells Cannonball to turn up like straight up and then like slow bursts to help him like fall. And we find out that anyone that Cannonball is carrying is also not invulnerable, but
3: nearly invulnerable, nearly invulnerable.
1: (laughs) So that was a great moment. I think, Dan, that's what you were talking about that with this issue.
3: Right. That was one of the reasons I kept this in, because that's a huge moment for Cannonball where he can't can not only go in a
0: straight line anymore
4: mm-hmm.
0: which, which is a huge upgrade huge deal yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's here's my issue though um anyone he's carrying is also near and vulnerable, unless it's a bad guy like a sentinel who he can then just smash into other sentinels and it's no big deal
1: right
3: yeah we could argue that sentinel is too big for his power to wrap around it because his powers were not well developed yet
1: He couldn't do a wraparound. He wasn't well enough developed. Mm. I know how that works.
2: You really got to work on that for that.
1: (laughs) Peter Rex's car and it's on fire. (gasps) Thought bubble: He plans to flee to New York. They'll never find me there. Right? Like, Like go for some fucking phone calls. Like, Like, calm down. (laughs) They track him to an abandoned building that's filled uh, filled with explosives. Of yep. course, as as it would be right, why? in the early eighties, <laughs> right like, next to that so school. Great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are no zoning laws. During this. Guys,
2: Acme was a big business back then, right? <laughs> yeah, huge.
1: Oh man, the rain had... gets hit in the head. Yeah, there's like so much that happens, and they really like. He work beats as her with a like team.
0: A bar or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like...
1: and he's like, "She was a wolf when I hit her, and now she's a girl." Like,
0: no, this just, is just a, I mean, <laughs> this dude Peter's pretty, pretty pro. I'm just saying. Wolfbane goes after people all the time and just Mm -hmm. fucking lays dudes out. True. Peter with a uh, with a pipe fucking clubs her.
1: (laughs) You know, Peter piped her. (laughs) Somebody needs to bring
3: this character back. (laughs) Uh,
1: Somebody needs to bring Peter back?
3: Yeah, some writer needs to bring Peter back. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's so creepy that's good um, so it was a really great scene of them working as a team and using their powers to get everybody out they find out um, they take Peter back to Stevie's apartment to question him Danny uses her powers turns out he has a crush on Stevie and his parents beat the shit out of him and he was like well if you love somebody then you have to hurt them and you said you loved me but you won't but you hit won't me, hit me. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, like, what the fuck? So that was issue four.
3: Yeah. So issue five. Because
1: <laughs> that was so It was weird. just so out of place. And I know Dan and I talked about this a little bit off air where, you know, they're trying to like take these progressive issues like child abuse and stuff like that. We actually both wondered if it was something because Stevie's black, but Peter's white, like maybe his parents would disapprove mm. because of the interracial thing whatever who knows it was the no ages. it's
0: just because they hit them because they love them
1: right yeah she and it's like you know if um, i didn't love you i wouldn't hit you and leave scars on you so remember that dan
2: thanks i only do it because i love you gi joe was all about this too right and, uh, throwing a bunch of very important mm. life lessons into their
0: shows
1: yeah Oh, you know Yeah. and no well, one's it's half the power. battle
0: that's yeah, not like the hedgehog that. show did it too it would teach you about chili dogs in the foreword, and then at the end it'd teach you, like, if someone touches you, it's not cool. <laughs>
2: I love chili dogs. Remember, kids!
1: <laughs> so issue five is Viper and Silver Samurai. Uh, Professor X tries to walk and is surprised when he can't. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, hey, he's
3: bringing in stuff that happened in other issues. Right. Where it's like she okay. technology we allowed him to walk again, but it takes him a while to figure it out and stuff. Yeah.
1: Um, and then Ugh. something happened and now he's not telepathically linked to the new mutants. Uh,
3: yeah. I think this is part of the slow burn. Okay. Where either it's explained somewhere else or we're going to find out later on down the road is some long hinted at thing. Yeah.
1: So the new mutants are at a carnival. They see team America, but only half of team America.
3: Not that team America though.
1: <laughs> nah. Fuck yeah. Like coming around, saving motherfucking day.
3: Not that team. America.
1: Not them. Someone's creeping on Team America using big old binoculars. Way worse, Team America. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So there's the Team America show at the carnival fair thing. There's an explosion during it, and guys in green move in on them. Cannonball springs into action, or blasts into action. Blasting! (laughs) Blasting! To stop the men in green. The rest of the new mutants also help out. Silver Samurai comes out to whoop them, which he's pretty badass. I like um, yeah. And yeah, Sean tries to uh, possess him, but can't. So the dark rider who um, the attack was what was planned. They wanted to flush the dark rider out to capture them. They appear to help. The samurai makes the dark rider crash and it's Danny and Samurai like teleports with her. It's like, damn, is there anything this girl can't do? Right.
3: At right. The, I, in my notes, I literally wrote Danny's a badass. Like what the hell is happening? Yeah. And then we,
1: then it was we find out
3: the truth. It's yeah.
1: Like,
0: danny hasn't been running off to go spend time alone she's been going off to make sure that team america is protected Mm
1: -hmm.
0: when she rides on her badass motorcycle
1: in her ninja costume she's a true american hero (laughs) jesus like Um, jeff Lowe. (laughs) just like jeff Lowe. danny wakes up she's put to the test a lot like in the danger room they want to see her Ride the motorcycle and evade these different obstacles, but she's like, I've never ridden a motorcycle. She didn't before. to start it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, um, Samurai takes her to meet Viper. She has no idea what happened at the fair or what role she played. So Danny like blacked out. She has no idea what's going on. And then no, neither does the reader. We're like, what the f-? yeah? I'm like, but okay. she was just awesome. What <laughs> and, happened? She's, and she's wearing this like badass like green jumpsuit thing. I'm like, girl, right? Like it back at the mansion professor x can't find danny they discuss like why that would be either she's really far away or someone put a psy on her um lalandra suggests like could she be dead and he's like no i would have felt that i wasn't linked to them telepathically but i'd know if she was dead right okay. he wouldn't know he would know jerk off motion that's what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> um they discuss how or why she would be the dark rider like because that's not doesn't seem possible. At some apartment somewhere, Viper wakes up a guy who's a part of the original Team America. Apparently, none of this is explained. Like right. you really, you just kind of have to go with it. And right. this is the one where <laughs> I was like, just like throwing myself back, and I was like, oh my god, I don't fucking care. The, just a America bunch of stuff is yeah. stupid. Oh my god. <laughs> I hate these. Um, Why are they yeah.
3: here? Yeah, I don't know if this. I I didn't look into it all. I imagine the Team America thing was probably its own comic at the time. And so it was they wanted just to like, tie into something else that was happening. The obvious but yeah. mashup, I'd yeah. never heard of these guys until I looked at this comic and I was like, what is going on? Yeah,
1: it was obnoxious. Um, Viper, who's badass and I want to see more of her like, duh, she tells him to round up Team America and steal something. Um, so he does. As you do, she makes threats like, I have a girl, and if you don't, I'll kill her. And he's like, how do I know you won't just kill her, that it's real? And she's like, you just have to take my word for it. Okay. Well, (laughs) shit. You wake a man up when he's sleeping. (laughs) Damn. Um, So he does, he rounds up the rest of Team America. They talk about the mission. Professor X shows up and reveals that Team America itself is a mutant. Dan, I'm hoping you can shed some light on this. I don't want um, to.
0: It was all of them or just two of them or <laughs> it's just so
1: Wolf. Stupid. Or what was it, I don't know.
3: I, he, Professor X alludes to it. It's like all of them have like this shared mutant power that cre- that possesses somebody to become the Dark Rider. Where they get a bike and a uniform from? I don't fucking know. It's terrible. It would have made more sense if it was one of them that like created this spectral thing that right, showed right. up instead of saying that they possessed somebody else, but yeah. it was just you, kind of a ham-fisted way to get Danny to be the dark writer for five seconds. So she get taken. There's a reason for Samurai and Viper to take
1: her because like, but, at,
0: even that there's no reason why are Samurai and Viper going after this manifestation that only comes up if team America is attacked during road shows, which they said at the beginning of the comic they haven't done in years anyway. <laughs> I
1: don't know. <laughs> yes. I don't know. All of that um and why like okay we've said before on other podcasts dan and i are fair people like we work at a county fair so i'm imagining this this show like a motorcycle show like that probably at a state fair you're looking around the stands at a state fair and you're like hey i'm in trouble who do i want to possess to help save our asses here do i want that like muscly neck dairy farmer over there who's in his early thirties or do i want this 14 year old string bean of a girl Mm, i'm I'm gonna go with the teen girl it's just stupid it was very forced
3: yeah i I feel like as i was reading issue three with the brood stuff and i was like all right this series is hitting its stride yeah it's getting good yeah and then issue four hits you in the face and you're like what the fuck is happening and then five is like i mean silver samurai and viper are cool but what the hell is the rest of this shit yeah yeah. Yep. yep,
2: yep, yep. Um so uh not that I went on Wikipedia to look <laughs> up who the fuck Team America is or
3: anything.
2: <laughs> yes. But um they're also known as the Thunder Riders.
3: That's a way better
2: uh, name. Yeah. Ooh. And they first appeared in Captain America in 1982. Mm-hmm. Um so they they are okay. like and it says here like they they all possess a mutant power that they can only use together, yada, yada, yada. That's so uh, dumb.
0: are they related in any way? They're not like old I, brothers from I other know. mothers. Right? No, That's not how just, jeans work. <laughs> they're all just maybe different it's like people. A, maybe it's like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Like <laughs> one of them had a pair of jeans and then the other one wore it. And now they all have worn the same mutant jeans. Sisterhood of the Traveling Motorcycle. Show. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I almost just said let's just skip these, except there are a few really important plot things. Right.
0: And it's important. That our listeners know that we're suffering through this so you don't have to. <laughs> right
3: yeah and we read it so you don't have to it gets so much better though i've read most of what we're going to talk about throughout this series and yeah. it does get a lot better
1: yeah so professor x tells the new mutants that um they can go and he's gonna help team america do the thing viper wants them to steal something in mexico or new mexico or whatever And they get all angry about it. And they're like, oh, his new best friend's Team America. So they decide they're just going to help Danny instead.
3: right? Like they should.
1: (laughs) But it's also like, you guys go pop a pimple and just leave this to the adults. You know, there's so much room. Like, your powers kind of suck right now. What are you going to do? But in the end, you know,
2: it's all good. Plus, like one issue ago, you all hated him. Yeah. So.
1: (laughs) Yes. I mean, at least
0: exactly. it, it is true to form as far as teenage rebels and parental figures. Mm, that's fair.
1: Absolutely. I don't want
0: anything to do with you. Why won't you pay attention to me? <laughs>
3: <laughs> he does a pretty good job of writing them as actual teenagers. Yeah. yeah. No, I. It's frustrating I for us as adults to read it. Like, why are you doing this? Oh wait,
1: you're true, thirteen to sixteen. Like, yeah. Sounds
2: sounds like my last relationship.
1: <laughs> hey. So issue six, the last one we're talking about for this episode is Road Warriors with an exclamation point. It's a great name. I love when they do the exclamation points in the titles because then, you know, it's <laughs> going to be exciting. <laughs> it's so exciting. So it opens to the new mutants crashing into Sean's uncle's penthouse, um, like literally crashing into it. Um, cannonballing. Yeah, cannonballing, as it were. They like start kicking ass. And they attack and question the uncle about Viper because apparently he's some kind of criminal and has some kind of connection to Viper. We get a lot of Sean backstory. This was really interesting. If somebody else wants to talk about it.
0: Oh, messed up. So Sean's uncle used to kind of control Sean's brother Mm. into doing like evil shit for the mob with his possessive power because he had the same power as Sean did. Um, And then he died that way. So she's real fucking butthurt mm-hmm. about it because you know all of her family's dead or, or raped and dead
1: <laughs> right and or, didn't he like screw over their dad too Some yeah. like his own brother that somehow right yeah um he's a real sack of shit real bad but and
2: he looks like it too oh, Yeah.
1: god like, and all of know. his
0: all of his um fucking guards are like foxy love style fucking <laughs> yes. like you can tell he's a sleaze bag. it's <laughs> like
2: what the <laughs> hell is that getting some real austin powers vibes over here yeah yeah
1: so the uncle agrees to help if she agrees, if Sean agrees to serve him for a year. The same so way she, her brother the did. The same way her brother did. And so she agrees because she wants to get Danny back because they're BFFs.
3: And she's like, I don't I don't really have a choice,
1: I guess. Yeah, yeah sure. I'll but do you know that. what? He's, you know, he's a sleazeball that smells like fucking liverwurst or something. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, I'll help you, Uncle Liverwurst. And then you just don't.
0: He sits all day in a wife beater and an overcoat eating like <laughs> raw cashews that are like fucking wet for some reason out of a bowl <laughs> that's next to his chair. And he just. The yeah. Rainbow.
1: Oh, he reminds me of um, shit. The guy from Horrible Bosses. Bobby. He reminds me of shit too. The
3: co- Colin Firth's character. Colin
1: Firth's character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I do We're love how he cooking. calls her bluff, though. Yeah. She's oh, like, totally. I want to possess you and walk you over the side. And
1: he's like. No, you won't. Just, just do, do it, then. Then. Yeah. Do it. Do it. And yeah. she's
3: like, oh, I can't. And he's like, yeah, I fucking knew it. Now you're going to work for me. And she's like, okay.
1: Just, just don't. Just double cross the shit bag. Whatever. We'll yeah. cross that bridge when we get to it. So, New Mexico. Team America. They're acting like a bunch of D-bags. And oh, Professor X has to remind them, like... There's a girl's life on the line. Stop being such yeah. fucking assholes. And they're like, oh, yeah, maybe we should work as a team. Like, and it's the girl <laughs> that you possessed.
3: You put her in this situation right? with your stupid ass power. It's your fault. She got oh, taken.
1: God, they're the worst.
3: They are. Team
0: America sucks so fucking
2: bad.
1: <laughs> they all have diabetes and mental health problems. <laughs> like the real America. Oh, So Professor X reveals the plan. Team America is going to steal some crystal the Viper wants, and the New Mutants are going to rescue Danny. It's
3: like, wait, didn't we know that already?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But he, like, speak bubbles it instead of think bubbles it. Right. it's different, yeah. Danny is trying to figure a way out. She's like, if only I could, like, possess somebody, or not possess, if only I could, like, project something to have somebody have to come in here so I could get out, or if I could, like, telepathically link with some animals or whatever so we're seeing her powers are manifesting a little bit more like that but she can't really use them in this situation which is too bad um the samurai is watching her on a security camera and creeper. viper's there so they're like banging or yeah, whatever Double creeper. which cool samurai backstory he's got some connection to mariko who's gonna marry wolverine And so the samurai is not going to get his inheritance. And Viper's like, when we're done here, we're going to go fuck them up. I'm like, whoa.
0: Mariko is Silver Samurai's sister, correct? And their father died. Yes. So normally that would go to the son. But for whatever reason, Mariko has kind of stepped in in his place and is in the process of marrying Wolverine and they will take over his clan. So he's really fucking mad about it.
3: Right. And this is cool because this is happening the same time as the first Wolverine miniseries. It was a four-issue thing, all about that story. With his kind of really jump-started Wolverine's Japan stories, yeah. they're super cool.
0: Nice. Now, is um, Mariko who it turns out or eventually turns into Lady Deathstrike? I always get forget if it's her, or Yukio. There's two.
3: I, I, I always get those yeah. names mixed up in my head. I'm pretty sure Mariko becomes Lady Death Lady Deathstrike.
1: Neat. So Team America is trying to steal the crystal there are people in this compound working on something called project matrix
0: and it's aim advanced yeah, idea yeah. mechanics.
1: Yep. Yeah, aim. It's all aim.
0: The yellow dudes, not the green, not to be confused with the green right. dudes, which I, are hydra. those are hydra.
1: I did appreciate though, that, they have different colors. Yeah, that helps
0: me. It's like
1: okay, we've got green guards now. nope we're back to yellow guards now with like big like beekeeper helmets on or something. Yeah,
0: Hydra <laughs> is Nazis kind of right. And Aim is evil scientists that don't always think that they're evil. Advanced okay. idea mechanics. Yeah,
3: cool. Oh, we're wrong about be... Lady Deathstrike. She is Yuriko Oyama.
0: No, Yuriko,
3: not Yukio or Mariko, but oh, gotcha. Yuriko well
1: no somebody Yuriko. else yo mama Eureka! so two of them grab the crystal they start running and then the fucking fortress, fortress
0: explodes. just blows up oh, man.
1: and you're like what the, the explosions shit explosions all over yeah. the place professor x feels it as like a psychic attack as the fortress explodes and then he's like laid out and so is yeah. lalandra because she's like connected oh, she, to they're him always
0: too. mind banging god
1: wouldn't that be great though like just like you get bored waiting for like your bus to come i'm just gonna mind bag this dude
0: there's <laughs> some things later on in uh, avengers versus x-men with uh, emma frost doing that with namor like all the fucking time she'd she
3: do it to cyclops like as he's flying in the jet to a mission and he's yeah. like i don't have time for this and she was like i can make it last half a second in real time and he's like all right fine <laughs>
1: I mean, who's gonna I say no damn Wolverine's sitting there no and he's like, are you mind banging again? Damn. <laughs> um
0: not. <laughs> right?
1: Could you at least go in the bathroom for this?
0: <laughs> Fucking Wolverine just sitting there all just I'm just going to steal your motorcycle when we get back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Wolverine. Tim's a, a
3: big New fan New of Wolverine. <laughs> fuck. Oh.
1: Can't steal I'm your the girl, but I'll steal your bike. I'm
0: the best there is at what I do, and it's crying in my bed while touching a photo of Jean Grey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> the new mutants are at Vipers. They're trying to bust Danny out, and they have to attack. Rain gets real messed up by Samurai. She
0: gets hit in the head again. No, he cuts her. He cuts her, like, down the side. Yeah. She's yeah bleeding yeah, yeah, out yeah, on yeah.
3: the floor. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah she had... was dying. Yeah. yeah.
3: That was pretty bad, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, the Team America dudes survived the explosion. There's a lot of like jumping back and forth between like vipers and Team America people. Yeah. And then Professor X is but in the third this location. Cool crystal. They got this badass crystal. Who and it must have it saved
0: them from the fucking yeah, explosion.
1: It <laughs> saved us from the explosion somehow. Which made me think it wasn't a real like it didn't it was like a, a psychic projection. I don't feel like I don't know. Because they allude to
0: like there being a mutant or something there.
1: Yeah. So Xavier was like, some mutant was born. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, so. Do we know anything about that? Is there so anything? Dan, who's right ahead? Planting seeds. It, cool. is, it is a seed okay. that will be gotten back to. Probably. It'll be sprouted. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Probably.
0: I don't know if it gets back to it in the first 20 issues of this. Okay, oh, it, of this But series, it's for something but. later. Thank God I was worried this was the only team we'd ever the only time we'd ever get to see Team America. Fuck those guys. Fuck
1: those guys.
3: I will say I've read through issue 13 and we don't see them again in that time. Thank Thank goodness. Yeah.
1: Because they're awful. Seriously. So the, the Team America dudes, they get attacked by people from the AIM Fortress. So Wolf summons the Black Rider and becomes the Black Rider as it should be like you shouldn't be possessing other right. people to do this but for you like you should
3: do it a little bit cooler but still kind of right
1: and that's more I think because Professor X has been working with them to develop their power right. so they could do that. Um, well and
0: what's the point because wasn't the whole point of the Dark Rider was they could pass their skills onto somebody else. Is he passing his skills on to himself yes. in a so different close. shirt?
4: So now he
0: can fly with his motorcycle he and stop on fucking. He, he brought the Dark Rider costume with him. Right. He's like, I'm going to use case. my mutant power. And he just puts up a hood and then just <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> rings his fucking motorcycle bell and goes to town.
1: Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh my um, God. So Wolf as Black Rider beats the bad guys. Of course, obviously. Back of Vipers. Samurai is gonna whoop on Danny, but Cannonball and Sunspot step in. He teleports away. Oh,
0: bitch. Well, his right. teleport ring.
1: Yeah. Wing. Uh to find Viper, who's fighting off Sean's possession. So they're like, you know, mentally fighting or whatever. Um, Viper gets distracted by him teleporting in. So Sean possesses her and then Samurai just whacks Viper. Just yeah. He's no dummy. Her. Um, so it breaks the link and it also kind of hurts Sean too to like hurt whoever like she's possessing. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, which not only, all right. So Roberto hit uh, Sean when she was possessing Danny and now Samurai's hitting Viper. Yeah. Like it's just a lot of woman beating right now. Man Woman Haters whack. But... Um <laughs> So he teleports them away back to Team America. They're reviving Professor X and he reveals what happened with the psychic attack or whatever. I don't really understand it. But yeah, like some mutant has been born, whatever. Um, The new mutants are all reunited and the professor messages them. He's mad that they went ahead without his okay, but he's like, well, you did okay. It was successful,
0: so I'm not mad. Right. Also... (laughs) Uh, fucking Silver Samurai blows up this fortress. Yeah. Which they go into detail about how, like, none of the governments will touch it because they blackmail everyone mm-hmm. and bribe everything. So it's really important that this thing fucking exists. Yeah. Until they leave and they're like, ah, fuck it. And they just yeah. fucking blow it
1: up. Yeah. And the new mutants are all inside. Right. Oh no. I wonder how they're going to survive. But it's not a real explosion. It's just a new mutant was born. Right. (laughs) Every time a fortress explodes, a new mutant is born. (laughs) This is a real
3: explosion, though.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's for real. Um, One thing it'll be interesting to see more of. This is the second time with Sean that something has like spooked her. Like in this scene, um, Professor X's astral form changes, but only for Sean. Nobody yeah. else seems affected by it. And she gets mm-hmm. like all like horrified and freaked out. So it'll be interesting to see what that develops into in like, you know, six to 12 years worth of episodes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and one thing that we know, at least from reading comics more recently, and maybe it's in the past too, Professor Axe constantly is fucking with any psychic mutant, like all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's Erasing parts of their memory, or enhancing their powers, or taking away their powers, or putting in mental blocks—like Professor X just diddles in telepathic teenage females.
1: <laughs> diddle, diddle, diddle. Jeez, <laughs> that's
0: what he does. Oh, You're not wrong. I, yeah, can't really
3: argue with that. Yeah.
1: He's and so, such a dick. He is a dick, and that's the end of issue six. Yeah. So, so let's talk for a few minutes about the storytelling and the art. In the first six issues. What do you what where do you stand? What do you think? I know we've talked a little bit about the storytelling as we've gone through, but what was good, what was bad, would you like, would you hate?
0: Um, it's just so dated at this point. Mm. It's very difficult. It's like going back and watching one of your favorite movies from a kid, and um, except this wasn't a favorite or something I read before. <laughs> so you're just going back and it's fucking dated as shit, and you have no fond memories of it at, at all. Um, I like that Cannonball was in it. That was cool. Yeah. Cannonball's cool i don't really like cannonball though so i don't know <laughs> there's not a lot going on in this i thought magic was going to be in the first part and i'm just waiting for her to come out yeah come around so there
2: the the whole like yellow sequence of text where it explains what's happening you know everything that's completely unnecessary i heard all of it as like a early you know before there was tv radio host or it's like and now we see the children are entering the room right
3: yeah (laughs) yeah
2: So that's
1: all
0: i hear when i'm reading this
1: that's so accurate good old and it's making it
0: slightly better (laughs) well and and dan warned us too he was like chris claremont you know he half of every picture is word bubbles and (laughs) I, i don't know why i didn't believe him but i was i was in it i was like oh dan was fucking right this is it's oh, <laughs> like a slog. that time I worked at a milk bottling plant
3: and I got to bring home free cartons of milk, like every day if I wanted to, up to two cartons, half gallons a day. And I got one, brought it home, opened it up, no, poured a glass.
1: Explain why you picked this specific half gallon.
3: <laughs> we'll get to that.
1: Okay, all right.
3: Pour a glass, try to take a sip of it, spit it in the sink, and like start gagging, retching in the sink. It's it's. Awful, bad, sour, not good at all. So then my brother is like, whatever, you're faking it. Takes a sip of it, <laughs> spits it back in the sink, runs to the bathroom to throw up. And then Danny, <laughs> sitting at the kitchen table watching both of us, is like, you're both full of shit. Walks over, takes a <laughs> swig of the milk, and then does the same thing. Spits it like they didn't believe me that it was bad.
1: Oh, God, I remember
3: that. Yeah, I picked that one because it, I thought it was extra full.
1: It was bulging.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, because like it was so Busting far it gone, it was making its own gas in there, and oh, yeah. uh the worst thing I've ever tasted.
1: It was a courtesy sip, all right.
3: I still have to like smell a carton of milk before yeah. I take a drink of it. Yeah. So you saying oh, that God. like I he told me this already? I didn't believe him. Is like that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> And that's fair. Reading all of Chris Claremont's extra information is like sipping bad milk and then throwing up in the (laughs) sink and then (laughs) going running to a bathroom to throw up.
1: For six issues. For six
0: issues. Team America, just very specifically. Those last three issues, (gasps) I'm glad we're done with them. Right. Yes. I'm glad we're not going to do an episode on just them. Um, (laughs) I'm glad we can move on and move forward to to greener pastures. All right. So I I will say the next. Go for it, Taylor.
2: Go ahead. I figured the next season would be like us reading the uh, Team America comics. Are we not? <laughs>
3: we're, we're not going to do that. Okay. I will say the next episode of the show that we're doing, we're going to look at issues seven through twelve. That is a much more coherent arc.
0: Okay.
1: okay.
3: One, um, pretty much one contained story. There is no Team America. Fuck yeah. All right. And it's just I'm, better. I mean, it's cooler, it's more Is magic in it? I don't want to say it yet.
1: Uh, that means no. That's, There's that cool.
3: Means no. She's not in that yet, but she will be Actually. soon after that. So episode 3 will have magic. Um, but I I, I think it's a much cooler story. It's more superhero It's it's weird and but not in like a what the fuck this is so stupid way, but like yeah. what the <laughs> fuck that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, I do think You know, Dan, you were saying like, well, I wasn't going to have us read these, but then there are redeeming points to it. And I do think that these were important to read. I could definitely see how I probably would have been pretty frustrated if we'd read the graphic novel first and then these six episodes or these six issues. And then it's all just reiterations of that. I would have been really annoyed.
3: Right. Yeah, because I read issue one and then I read the graphic novel and I was like,
1: there's some cool spots in
3: this where like Danny makes. um hellfire goons see wolverine attack them Mm. because he almost killed them and that's their greatest fear that was kind of neat but it was like that wasn't enough to read the whole graphic novel which was like the equivalent of two issues
1: cool is there anything we wanted to say about art dan you touched on the change in artists from one issue to the next
3: right it's interesting to me that the other three people didn't even notice a change didn't notice no and again i feel like it's a lot of that there was the 80s carried over from the 70s style yes i feel like it's
1: very classic comic book
3: art kind of all look the same for a long Mm -hmm. time um because even looks similar to the 60s but a little more detailed Mm -hmm. it wasn't until like the early to mid 90s that mainstream superhero comics really let artists be different
1: which is funny because that's so much more aligned with what i'm used to reading as far as comics go like stuff that you have me read and stuff like the art with just like saga It's so amazing. And then to read this, Mm. and I'm like, wow, this is old. Yeah. This is old AF. It's not
3: bad, but like Tim said, it definitely has
0: that dated look Mm -hmm. to it. Like, it looks like an old comic. Well, and like, even, because like, Deadpool first appears in a New Mutants comic, New Mutants 98. But the artist at that point, I think, is Rob Liefeld. Yeah. And granted, every 12 issues is a year of time passing in the Mm -hmm. real world. Typically. So like... I guess that makes sense. Even those coming out in the '90s, that looks dated. Yeah. Yes. '98, '98, but that's fucking six or seven years of monthly issues past this point. Yeah.
2: But, like you said, Dan, uh, you know, there's only seven damn com- comic artists, and they all draw the same. So anything that you pick up that's pre '95, they're all going to look the same. Everything's going to look. Yeah. You know, every comic looks dated. Pretty true.
1: Yep. Cool. Anything else with art before I do the outro? Cool. I think that's okay. All right. So that's a wrap on issues one through six of Chris Claremont's New Mutants. Next up, we'll cover issues seven through 12. So that's episode two, will be issues seven through 12. Thanks so much for listening. Why don't you go and check out all the other great shows that the Professional Casual Network has to offer? including Season 1 of The Space Between Presents I Saw a Tiger, which follows the Netflix smash series Tiger King and details the acid-washed antics of Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, Jeff Lowe, as well as others. This season, we're taking a deep, dark dive into the four-part Netflix docuseries Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich.
3: Big Fiction Energy is our audio drama pod in which Tim, Danny, and myself tell the story of Laney, the girl without fear, a fantasy novel by Dan. A grim podcast of perilous adventure is the Professional Casual Network's Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay Actual Play Podcast. We're playing through the enemy within, which is widely considered one of the best campaigns of any RPG. Join Dan as the GM as Danny, Tim, Alexander P.
0: Nelson, and JB try to survive the perils of the old world. And if you needed more deep dives, also check out The Space Between, which is a discussion and review of the best games, comics, and nerd movies of today and yesteryear. We also have Elite Eight Showdown, with high-octane host Big Chuck and his research team. Join him while he financially ruins his partner Tim and completes an eight-team tournament bracket that could be about anything and everything. Lastly, we have Professionally Asked, Casually Answered, a totally real, totally fake advice show where we take questions and topics from you, our listeners, and do our best not to completely ruin your lives. Danny, where could people follow us or ask us questions
1: for Professionally Asked, Casually Answered? I'm so glad you asked that, Tim. You can go ahead and email us questions. Our email address is theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. You can also follow us and message us on Instagram at theprofessionalcasual. On Facebook, we're facebook.com professionalcasual. Twitter, we're at top casual. Our website is theprofessionalcasual.com. On Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash professionalcasual. And you can also check out Lindsay's Instagram at photography, where you can check out all of her great photos of abandoned places and events.
0: What are some other things that people could find on our Patreon,
1: Danny? They can find Sarah's doodles. They can find different vlogs. They can find lots of polls. I know Big Chuck's got a ton of stuff up there. It's all just a wild time. Extra bonus content. All of those things.